Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. It is Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern, and we are live, right? Yes, we are. Hi, everyone. So we have a little change today. We are audio only, no video. But for you concerned listeners, I have a light uh, tan jacket with a white shirt and my normal face. <laughs> and E is dressed nice in corporate gray with lots of... Uh, accessories with lots of accessories yeah and so um we will put all our emotion into our tone yeah there you go right. and then <laughs> so you don't have to see our face and you'll still know what we're thinking <laughs> so the mission of corporate talk is to leave no stone unturned to make a difference in the workplace even as one person our companies need us now more than ever so let's give them our a game right i totally agree um you know, uh, and we say this all the time, a lot of times people say to us, sometimes we have a hard time connecting the theme of your show to corporate. And it kind of makes sense because that's why everything is so toxic, because we're locked into that corporate paradigm. So it's almost as if we should be showing how to go from point A to point Z quickly in a spreadsheet. Right, and leadership and career development, that that's all the corpus about. And it's so much more than that because when we work on ourselves, we also work on our jobs. And that's why I like to say, like, we're changing our mission a little bit, is that if you change yourself, you can change the world. Because people always think, well, you have to do a lot of speaking, you have to get up in front of groups, you have to have a huge following. Just think about the fact that if everybody worked on their home and themselves, what an impact that would have. Think about the number of people that you interact with on any given day, right? I mean, just think about that, right? And if you are spreading a good message just in your demeanor and how you treat those people around you, that can have a huge impact. Um, no, and I, I want to talk specific to something that occurred just today, but and I don't want to age you, my dear, but you always, but you are. <laughs> but, you always refer to that... Um, well, a balsam commercial when you talk about how it reflects. I told two friends and they told two friends and so on and so on and so on, right? I right. Mean, it just shows the impact you can have. Exactly. And, uh, and we do have a really great guest that's coming on in a minute or two. Um, but I want to just share something first. And that is, um, you know, as recent as this morning. So I'm in a meeting and we're talking and everybody's okay, but... Every, there's this angst of toxicity in the background and you have to do it this way. And I'm just saying to myself, this is what today's show is all about. I mean, it just seems like nobody is reflecting any self-love anymore, right? And it comes out in the job they do. Right. And, you know, one of the things that we're going to speak to Heather about is about you know, the whole definition of self-love, because so many people see that as selfishness and as weakness. And that's neither one of those things, because when you start taking pride in yourself, that's when you can really change the world. I take pride in myself. Yes, you do. Um, I, I take pride in the work that I do and um, how I make a difference and the, the constant quest for development. Um, so self and I learned about self-love um, over time. It's not weakness. And I can tell you, if you think it's not connected to the job we do in the workplace, stay on the line, okay? Mm -hmm. Because um, this is why we're grateful and we get to meet our guests and we get to cheat by getting the benefit of the content. Um, but today's guest is really cool, really um, knowledgeable subject matter expertise and hopefully can explain all this to us. So... Um, I would like to introduce our very special guest today, Heather Hands. Are you with us, Heather? 
I am. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> hey, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and thanks for being so patient in the beginning. Hi, Heather. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, believe me, um, it's our pleasure. Uh, we, this is something we all need immediately. 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 It's a 911. So, and, and honestly, um, Heather, I have learned about this the hard way, um, and I always need more. So we're really grateful and um, anxious to hear from you. So maybe first off, Share your contact information, and then we can go from there. Sure. My pleasure. My uh, website is heatherhance.com, and uh, all of my information is on that site, including social media links and uh, phone number and address. Again, it's heatherhance, H-A-N-S.com. Excellent. And I know, um, without jumping ahead too far, you have... Um, a book, um, at least your newest book, and it's called The Heart of Self-Love, How to Radiate with Confidence. You know, it's funny, we always look for stuff like that, right? Yes, we do. Unleash your potential. But I love Radiate with Confidence. And Heather, so we met um, at the summit. We spent about, I don't know, two minutes together, and obviously <laughs> that radiance was there mm-hmm. right because the the impression and the impact it it's sort of like you know there was no condescending approach no uh, embellishing of issues you just owned and presented who you are proudly and it really stood out um oh thank you so much i, yeah. I really appreciate yeah. hearing that so and, I- and I just wanted to say, can we get the book through your website? Yes, uh, through my website, and it's also on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Excellent. So heatherhands.com, and that's H-A-N-S, and the book is The Heart of Self-Love, which I'm going to say is a 911 that we all need. (laughs) Right. So, okay. So, uh, Heather, tell us a little bit about the book, and the inspiration behind it, maybe, as a start? Sure. I'm so happy, first of all, to hear you talking about this and the importance of it in the workplace because over the past few years, people have recognized how important this is, but it's just now really starting to become part of the workplace, but it's absolutely uh, a necessary component to a good work life and good working relationships with other people. And this book came about uh, kind of like what you said, Charlie, in my own life, learning the hard way. None of us has a perfect upbringing. Um, I had a lot of loss and trauma in mine and just had to learn kind of on my own how to love myself, empathize with myself. And I always had a big heart and a lot of loving energy, um, but I... I just didn't know how to really direct it toward myself and didn't actually feel uh, justified in doing so. And so this book is about my own personal and professional journey, becoming a healer after working in the corporate world as a CPA for many years and seeing that even to this day that this is the most core work any of us can do, and it affects everything in our life, and it's the the basis for everything is how um, we love and empathize with ourselves. You know, I, I always say this to Charlie, and, and I say this to my clients as well, is that you can put down just about every self-help book and just understand that it's all about self-love. If you can get to that kernel of self-love, to that core, then... You don't need, you don't need another book. You don't need another therapy session. It's all right there. But getting down to, to loving yourself for most people and, or maybe not most, but a lot of people is really difficult. Wouldn't you say that, Heather? Definitely. I think a lot of people are distracted with everything going on in the world and all of the, the buzz. And so it's really hard for a lot of people to just 
be with themselves and with their feelings for any length of time. And if they are and they feel any kind of uncomfortable feeling, it's it's so easy to find a distraction um, rather than a true remedy. And I always think of uh, a, an infant because it's almost like we we have to learn to reparent ourselves. If you think of an infant, they they have very basic needs, and it's really the job of the caretaker to to be attuned to the needs of that infant and to give it what it needs. And when that doesn't happen, the baby ends up um, developing all sorts of attachment-related issues that affects their relationships later in life. But it's basically that same kind of thing of going back to our own basic needs and giving ourselves what we need on a moment-to-moment basis without judging or condemning or shaming ourselves. You know, and Heather, I, I find it so interesting. You had a really tough childhood. How were you able to determine that what you needed was to be nice to yourself? And, you know, how were you able to not go in a very different direction, which you could have? Um, that's a good question. One of the, one of my saving graces has been other people showing up at the right time. And I've always believed that those other people are are instruments of love, and that none of us does does it alone. No one person is successful on their own. And when we have people who come into our lives who believe in us when maybe we're not believing in ourselves, uh, who offer help and support when we need it most, that that has really gotten me carried me just to the next level and um, I think another important uh, important thing to remember is that you can have faith or you cannot have faith the choice is yours but if you don't um, your your life really isn't going to be that good in other words if you have faith, it's it's only going to help you feel happier overall, and regardless of of the outcome, I'd rather live in faith and hope and love than bitterness and um, resentment and discouragement. And so it, it's really just been a, a day by day, step by step process of seeing that. When I treat myself well, it feels good that it motivates me to to do it some more and and always just to you know when I mess up to get back on the wagon and um, keep keep doing my best to love and honor myself you know and I think that that's such a terrific message, especially when you talk about you know having faith because some people will say, well you know faith it's make-believe. It's not real. But at the end of the day, we don't know what's real and, and what's not. So why not move ourselves into a better place while we're here? Why not feel better? And then when we feel better, you know, we treat the people around us better. It's just That's a win-win. Absolutely right. Right. It doesn't have to be faith <laughs> in some future event or even or even a God if someone is not religious or spiritual. It just has to be faith in the goodness of life, faith that you can do it, faith that you can give and receive love, you know, things we can do right here, right now that does make our world, our lives, and those around us um, have a better life. Yeah, I agree. We make everything way too complicated at times. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what's really interesting is Heather learned, as she mentioned, the hard way or from experience like we always say experience in the face of adversity Mm -hmm. is better than learning from a university (laughs) but um and this is the the thing for the younger generation Mm -hmm. to get this message now so they don't have to go through the hard way and then when they're our age say oh they were right right you know (laughs) try it now let's embrace let's learn from heather um, Heather, we're going to take our first break, um, and then when we come back, we're going to, you know, do some deep dive and continue. This is great. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Heather Hands. We'll be right back. 
Now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Um, we may have had a little disconnect there, but thank you for staying with us. It's the content that matters, right? Right. So go ahead. You guys were going over some stuff for the break. I was, yes. Yeah. So, you know, Heather... Um, I was wondering, so you were doing all this work on yourself. You were doing all this self-work. When was it that you actually started to share your message with others? Um, I, I made my official career move in uh, about a little less than 10 years ago. I went back to school and uh, got a uh, master's in social work and became trained and licensed as a psychotherapist and and worked briefly on my own, seeing clients one-on-one, but really went uh, international through social media and my book uh, not long ago, within the past five years. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a, a calling. Uh, slow-moving, but, but I, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing at this point. Boy, it doesn't seem like it was slow moving at all because you've got quite a following. And I'm wondering, when you first started working with people, were you working with younger women? I have worked with all ages and um, genders, races. I do right now, I've been uh, accumulating a large young following on Vine. I don't know if you're familiar with Vine. They're little Mm -hmm. six-second videos that young people, teens, preteens are into, and we just kind of did it as an experiment, and it's taken off, and I I get letters daily from these kids saying how my vines have saved their lives and prevented them from harming themselves and all sorts of um, messages, so I have felt called, and I've worked with teens before. I used to run the substance abuse prevention program for my local school district here, I definitely feel a, a calling towards uh, youth, even though my message is universal. But like Charlie was saying before the break, why not have them learn this stuff now instead of decades from now? Well, not only that, let me just interrupt for a second. It's also selfishly because we need their A-game to help us. They're our future. <laughs> yes. Well, no, it's so true. And, I mean, there's so many issues now. I mean, you keep hearing all the time about young kids harming themselves. And so – how terrific that you were able to get up on Vine and find, you know, and produce videos that really spoke to those kids. Um, because that's a huge, that's a huge undertaking and it's a huge message to share with them, to really give them hope. You're giving them hope, which is just amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Well, that, it's words like those that really keep me going and it, it goes both ways, but I, I do think that you know, if you turn on the news any given day, most of the problems you see have to do with a lack of empathy, whether it's um, war or addiction or uh, just you name it. It it almost always has to do with a lack of empathy for others, which begins with a lack of empathy for ourselves. You know what? So, it's kind of what I was saying this so morning, true. right, uh, Before at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, as recent as this morning... I was in a meeting and it wasn't, a, you know, something that jumps off the page as toxic, but man, it was present just exactly as, as you just described. There was no empathy. It was do it this way. I don't really care about anything else. Do it this way. And, you, you know, I'm just saying it has to be because of some sort of anger somewhere, right? And, you know, when I listen to you guys um, and Heather, I can tell, I can tell there's something different when you say, Heather, things like uh, news today can be a distraction. I say news today can take you down um, a misdirected rabbit hole, which is a lot more negative <laughs> than saying distracted. You speak more towards the hope, right, and more on the positive, and you make me want to hear what you have to say. And I think that's a big part of it, right? It's the delivery as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is the delivery. And, you know, so I'm interested a little bit in, so 
Vine is six seconds of video. How were you able to come up with six second videos that really spoke to teens? Well, it's funny. This was actually totally by accident because my main videos are on YouTube and these these are like what I'm passionate about and they're about three minutes long and I put those out once a week on YouTube. Um, they go out in my newsletter. And when we did Vine, we thought, well, we're already putting the production into the video because I have a professional videographer and editor and I, I script them and everything. So I, I put a lot of energy into them. So we thought, well, let's just find little clips of the videos and take, you know, just one sentence that I'm saying. The the thing is, sometimes they're taken out of context and it's like if if you if you're not watching the whole video, you can interpret it many different ways and and may not even understand what I'm saying. So I've actually even been surprised that people like the vine so much, but I I actually got a letter from a, a young woman um who said that she and her friends watch these videos every week and and the vines every day and they talk about all the different meanings and all of the different um, ways they could apply them to their lives. So I can't take all of the credit for how these vines have turned out, but somehow they're getting through to them. Well, and I think that that's great because it's it's kind of what you were um, alluding to earlier when you were talking about faith, right? And so it's faith and fate and just you put it out into the universe you put a lot behind it and you put a lot of thought to it and then you let the universe take it over and start moving it around and it's getting to the right people which is terrific that's right that's right i've i've always found that what we, what we get back to us isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily come from where we gave that energy so i've worked really hard in lots of areas Sometimes you don't feel the reward coming back from that area, but then you get this other surprise in another direction like mine, and that it just speaks to the fact that we really are all connected, and um, there's something greater than us that's participating here. It's a a bigger force, and it has to do with all of us. Yeah, it really does, and and you would think that every generation, it seems, um, gets a bit more into self-development, personal development, therapy, yet it still seems like self-love and really self-acceptance is just as bad as it ever was, if not even worse than it used to be. And I think part of that may be the media, but I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. It's a it's a good point, and it's actually true. And the, the research that I've done on Generation Y and Z, they're very concerned about what other people think of them and are lacking in confidence overall. Um, So it it does seem that it's still just a big problem and maybe even getting worse. Um, A lot of this kind of black and white thinking that it has to be either or, it has to be one right way, one winner, one loser. I think we're living in a time in history right now that where there's a lot of fear. And when people feel fear, they want to cling on to something sure and solid and, uh, you know, have an answer to everything. And, and it, it, makes people not act so nice uh, towards themselves or others. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being in survival mode and, um, you know, and, and feeling that there's this scarcity of what we need and, and basically feeling like there's not this unconditional love, which is what we're going for here, that there's not an unconditional loving presence and that no one's going to love us and we don't know how to love ourselves. So, I think people are not really focused on it, and and um, they're more caught in this fear loop and, and trauma loop uh, that causes them to, to keep repeating these behaviors that don't feel good and cause problems. Well, in so much of um, fear, what was what was the quote that you got from A Course in Miracles? If if there is and when there where there is fear, there's an absence of love something to that effect, which is so true because what's happening is people are looking 
and have always looked outside of themselves for comfort. When the reality is, is that the only place you can get true security and true, true comfort is within yourself. But that's a tough one because nobody wants to believe that, that the answer is within each of us. They want to believe that, you know, if they could pick up a book or a person or the perfect job, then then they will have safety and then they will have security. But it's just not true. It's just not true. Right. And another thing is that because we weren't nurtured, because we, we do need the nurturing and attachment um, from other human beings, we need that to survive. And because a lot of people haven't had that or they've had disrupted um, bonding somehow sometime when they were young, they uh, they have some stored up trauma and attachment issues within them and may not even be aware of it. And, and so a lot of times they'll replay certain patterns, not because they're bad or wrong or dysfunctional even it's just because there's this stored up trauma and really we 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 need to learn to love and bond with one another it's it's really crucial but again we can't do that without loving ourselves because then we don't want to expose ourselves even if we don't love ourselves and then you can't have a real relationship with someone that's so true yeah they're really interrelated you know, when I when I go into the workplace, I assess the um, toxicity in the group. Um, it's almost a given that every one of us in the workplace are really good at what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never a competency thing. It's always a we get in our way behavioral thing. So I always judge that first, and I always gauge that, and I and I attribute it to the lack of likability that takes place in the workplace as if it's not on the table to even be an attribute. Um, and it, 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 the revelation is it's all coming down to that lack of self-love awareness. So if you don't have it, you don't even know to be aware of it. You're not looking for it in others, and it just takes away anything, any hope that might exist in the workplace, mm-hmm. right? Um, That's exactly right. Yeah, and and I think you said it with the the lack of self-awareness is huge. And that's probably also what what's contributing to the growing problem of a, a lack of self-love because I I see the same thing in the workplace where it's not so much the competency that's an issue, it's the relationship skills. And um you know, people can just Things can get weird and sticky and and tricky, and without knowing how to, uh, you know, love yourself and and handle happy, healthy relationships, it it always ends badly. Whether whether it's in work or love or family, friends, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah. so it is. It's like we we have a responsibility not just to ourselves, but to the society and to the people we work with to to practice this self-love piece, which yeah. one of the things I see in the workplace has to do with boundaries. And I guess this is true for any any kind of relationship, but, um, you know, th- there can be crossed boundaries, inappropriate boundaries, um, people hanging things over each other's heads. Or oh, yeah. Having strings um, attached. So let me just interrupt and let me ask for a minute so we can take our second break and when we come back we'll come right back to boundaries so please stay with us everyone this is corporate talk with charlie eva and our very special guest heather hands we will be right back let's get back to charlie and eva for more corporate talk on talk zone <laughs> okay we are back um we're into segment three. Um, a few challenges this week, so please be patient, everyone. Um, Heather, are you with us still? I am here. Thank you. <laughs> so um, we were talking before the break about boundaries um, in the workplace and otherwise. I mean, I, I remember uh, there was something I had said in a previous assignment 
where we were kind of being dictated to and bullied. And I had made a point to my teammates that this person may be our boss, but he's not the boss of us, if you guys know what I mean. Um, so I get this boundary thing, and I'm not sure how we can address it, right? Right. And this piece has to do not only with self-love, but learning relationship building skills because this kind of thing happens all the time. There's um, bullying, there's people, you know, when expectations aren't clear and then someone comes back and basically says, well, you kind of owe me because I've, you know, I've given you this, uh, whatever it is, boundaries are kind of the container that hold a relationship together and it doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is, but having clear boundaries makes it a healthy one. And and they've studied that with children as well, that, you know, parents who have boundaries create a healthier environment for kids. And so it that goes back to the self-awareness piece. And if someone is serious about having better relationships with themselves and others, it does require you to to do this type of work. And I call it work, but a lot of it is more about letting go than it is working or adding to your workload already. A lot of it's about letting go of all these um, old fearful behavior patterns. We, we kind of missed that um, in the workplace in the last 20 or 30 years coming out of the madman era, right? We, we are so versed, especially in technology, on technical training, um, but not as nearly as versed on soft skill training. And to compound that miss, it's almost as if soft skill training was replaced by what they call leadership training, which mm-hmm. made the problem worse. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think, I you know, if your book was, was on um, the table of some of these CEOs that were preaching leadership, I think maybe the thing, the outcome would have been different. It would have been a lot different. And, you know, actually that was one of the questions I had for you, Heather. When you talk to people about your work and what you do, do you tend to get a lot of pushback or not? Well, it's funny because that's always been difficult for me. Um to to talk about and I and I've I've gotten better at assessing who it is I'm talking to and kind of tailoring it to you know way they can understand it and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say I don't get quite as much pushback anymore. When I was first starting, I did, but for the same reason that you're saying that it, it seemed more like a not even a soft skill, almost worse than that, just like a um, cute, frilly thing, you know, like love, yeah, oh, how, how sweet. How cute. And, yeah, it's very condescending. Yeah. Yeah. Right, very condescending and totally missing the point because really it it is really, look at the wars in the world. Everything is, is about relationships, everything. And, um, you know, with our one with ourselves being primary always. And so it's not cute or soft. It really has the potential to... Um, create peace. I mean, if people can, and, and people of different religious faiths and different nationalities can learn to be friendly with one another, they don't have to be friends, but they can be friendly with one another, mm-hmm. um, we would have world peace. And so I don't consider this a soft skill. I consider this so crucial, but like you said, I think it has become undervalued and this culture especially leadership is more pronounced because people have the the misconception that we need to work really hard and do it all ourselves and rise to the top and uh that's just not not the way it really is if if you could see the invisible you would see that we really are connected and and mm-hmm. in thought and in feeling and everything we do affects everyone else so 
And I think it's funny that so many people believe that we're not connected at all and everybody does everything on their own and it's it's such baloney. I mean, even when you have great ideas, you have to start understanding that those great ideas aren't really your own. <laughs> and yeah. and don't you think? It's just so true. Exactly. And 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 people really think that they're the visionary, they're the one, they're you know, they're the chosen. And it's like, no, we're all in this together and we're all working together and even our thoughts are together. So the more people start understanding that we need to collaborate, which I love that you're getting out the message and I love that you're getting out the message to young people because that's really the time to grab people. We can't grab them when they're 60. They're too set in their ways most of the time. You know, grabbing them when they're young and changing their views is, is crucial. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's, it's funny what you just said and what you guys are, kind of talking about when we uh, pursue what we call our target customer, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. which is key in business. Uh, entrepreneurs make a living knowing and owning what a target customer is. Right. <laughs> I think it's really a no-brainer. Everybody's target customer should be someone who's living their best life because they would be the ones most willing to be influenced or to at least listen. You know, that's the key to assess, right? Is this person living the life they need to live or are they just going through the motions, right? That's, that's where it gets very yeah. complicated. Um, and, and I know like in your book, it seems to me, I mean, if I was to, uh, summarize one word, it would be peace. And I go back to a time in, in my work career years ago where, and I mentioned this before in the, I'm in the elevator. And I'm panicked and I'm toxic and I'm yelling and screaming and I need to do this and I need to do that. And um, I need more money. And somebody reached behind me, put his hand on my shoulder and said, peace of mind is free. And I remember that to this day. I didn't really, I thought it was like, uh, you know, meaningless at the time. But uh, there you go, right? When I was young, had I got that message... Maybe I could have taken a calmer approach and influenced more and made more of a difference, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, how do we find peace? Isn't that the challenge, Heather? That is, and that is why it has to start with us, because if we don't have this loving relationship with ourselves, we can never have it with others. And because we need others and we live in a world with others, we ha- we have to have it in ourselves. That's like the the base it's the the basic requirement in my mind before moving on to the next level of really being able to have a fulfilling and peaceful relationship with others now whenever there's growth or new life sometimes there's some upheaval uh which is not always peaceful <clears throat> and i do have respect for that um for example even a woman having a baby there's Usually it's not a peaceful experience, but new life comes in. And so there there are times when a business is growing, when a, a person's um, growing in their own career or, or their personal life where it may not feel so peaceful because change is happening. But that is temporary, and then you move on to better, more peaceful heights. So I totally believe that it's possible people used to laugh at me for thinking world peace was possible but i totally believe it and uh and i think once we can get that together we would be able to to welcome the the idea of possibly life on other planets or things that are beyond our imagination now but um you know they're all kind of prerequisites to the other in my mind yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we need, before we go spreading the word to other planets, we need to calm down on this one, right, Heather? I mean, it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> otherwise I other planets will send us back. Us. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know how to get along with, with each other, first of all. You know, and, and I absolutely really- believe in your vision of world peace, because I do think it starts one person at a time. Because if you calm down in your home, was just as we were saying in the beginning, if you can calm down in your home, 
and raise calm, centered, grounded, self-loving children. And they go out into the world and they have children and they, they touch their friends and their co-workers and their classmates. I mean, it just can make such a difference. It just radiates out. And people think that unless they have to do, unless they go out in the world and they are speaking and they've got a huge presence on social media that they can't really invoke change. But change starts right in your own house. Be nice. It really does. It it really does, and it does like just like what you're saying. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to. Doesn't matter if you touch millions or you know ten. But it it has to be one person at a time. Just like you're saying it. If there's any time I get overwhelmed, it's because of that thinking of the one by one that needs to happen. But but then I talk to people like you and other people who are really open and and see that it's necessary and are working towards that and it gives me hope to to you know sustain the the hope that I help others with oh yeah you need to uh you need to keep going in fact put on running shoes we need <laughs> you um uh you know looking at the book there's there's tips at the end of each chapter and we'll yeah. talk about some of them in a second but uh, there's some great work here um we're going to take our Final break. Okay, so we still have a lot to discuss, so please stay with us. Um, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, author of The Heart of Self-Love, Heather Hands. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is healer and teacher and the author of The Heart of Self-Love, Heather Hands. And you can learn more about Heather at her website at heatherhands, it's H-A-N-S dot com. And um, you can sign up for her newsletter there, check out her blog, and also Check out all the links to social media. Start getting those vines in your email. That would be terrific. Um, hold on. I'm a tough guy sometimes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get teary-eyed. Because, you see, because you're not so tough. It says, this book is dedicated to you. I said, then, oh, thank you. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so, Heather, you know, we, we've talked about so much stuff. And, you know, we I know we could go on for another couple of hours. And we have about... About eight minutes left or so. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what someone can start doing today to start helping themselves move closer to self acceptance because I think everyone struggles with it and, you know, they need to start taking some steps. And what would be your suggestion for taking the first step? I would say that the first step would be to really get basic. This is nothing complicated or fancy. Anyone can do it. When you have a feeling come up, it could be an emotion or it could be like a physical feeling. Usually they accompany each other. So let's say you feel uh, scared or angry and that usually makes you have a tightness of chest or however that shows up in your body. To practice accepting that feeling and Mm. accepting why you may have that feeling rather than judging yourself for that feeling or trying to fix or change it. Because when a baby is uh, upset, and this is the same for for adults, it's actually, um, it's, uh, what's the word um, I'm looking for? It takes away, it, it actually shows a lack of attunement when you try to change them or fix them. The best thing you can do is empathize with them in that moment. And so that's what we're going for with ourselves. So when you feel lonely or stressed or any kind of uncomfortable feeling, practice accepting it both both within your body, the sensations in your body, and also just the fact that you have it and, and that it's most likely normal and natural that you would have that feeling given whatever, however it arose. So that's, that's what I would say is to just, just be there with yourself through the discomfort like you would a small child going through something painful. So does that mean the feelings will always be there, but we're going to learn how to handle them better? 
you can learn how to handle well, it nicely. Nicely. Yeah, the, the the feelings can can turn around. Like people who've experienced trauma, once you get uh, certain therapy for that, you you don't have as many anxious feelings. But but what you find when you do this exercise is that the feeling actually dissipates and goes away when you give yourself that empathy and just be with yourself for that moment rather than if you try to escape it then it stays stuck in there and it will just come out again and then you've got yourself repressed and often this is when people take it out on other people they project their own repressed feelings onto other people um so yeah, it's really usually it will subside if you if you just can be with yourself during the pain. I love that because I I like how you equate it to what you would do with a, a baby or a small child because the point is we try to bully ourselves into feeling something different instead of acknowledging the feelings that we're actually having. And that's not being a good friend to yourself. It's just not being it's just not being nice to yourself, which then in turn, as you were just saying, Heather, makes you, it can make you angry and can make you lash out at others because you're not even taking care of yourself. So how can you take care of the feelings of others? Um, That's exactly right. And I always compare it to the flip side. When you try and stop someone from crying, it's the same, but the flip side is stopping someone from laughing. It, it's like you're, you're not just being there with them. And, it's hard for people to grasp that one, but it's true. It's like you're trying to change or fix, and we don't want to do that with ourselves. I mean, that that would make anyone feel bad to feel like I need to be fixed and changed all the time. So we want to accept, however, you know, just like a, a psychologist teaches young kids, it's okay to feel happy, it's okay to feel sad, it's okay to feel whatever you feel. Oh, that's so true. I love that. That's the core of our disagreements. It is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's very right. Um, and I have actually, I'm, I'm going in a little bit of a different direction. So earlier when we were talking about faith, do you have a way of helping people that have no desire to have any belief in faith at all? Do you have a way of helping them see that faith is a good thing? I do. I actually have a big atheist following, uh, and to me, it's always been just a matter of of wording and also having compassion because at one point in my life, I considered myself an atheist and I knew what it felt like to be kind of dismissed and condescended. And I am not anymore and I have very strong faith, but, uh, but really I, I learned that you don't, you don't need to uh, consider yourself spiritual or religious to have faith in the goodness of life. And so when I talk about what what people can do right here, right now, to make their lives good, that that's, uh, to me, something anyone can comprehend and anyone wants, or most people want. Um, and that doesn't require that you consider yourself spiritual or religious. So I try to... Um, even though I do sometimes talk about uh, philosophy and esoteric concepts, I try to keep it really grounded in the here and now, the practical, what we can do right now and why it's beneficial. That's terrific. Yeah, I have have a left brain. uh, You know, I used to be an accountant, so I know the Mm -hmm. way um, (laughs) a lot of people think and wanting evidence and wanting facts and so... Uh, so I, tr- I always make an effort to incorporate both the mystical and uh, real hard facts into my work. Yeah, and that's so perfect for the people that, like you said, are so left-brained and they need to hear those facts before they'll try to believe anything. Um, and so we just have a few minutes left. And in about a minute or so, can you tell people what they can expect there to buy the book? Like what's the book all about? This book is, it's a, it's a book that looks at each area of a person's life and gives the reader ways to upgrade their self-love in those practical areas. That's what I was talking about with 
with the faith piece. These are a lot of them are really practical nuts and bolts ways to improve self-love. So while I don't dive deep into any one particular topic, I go through the range of the human experience and uh, and give kind of top-level tips that I've learned personally and professionally in my life and and then offer ways that people can uh, go through exercises on their own. And I also include, uh, it's part memoir, just uh, to to add the experiential part of it and to make it, you know, a little more interesting, uh, so they can expect to to learn a little bit about my life. But may, mainly, what I want them to do is think about their own life and how what I'm thinking applies to their life and how they can use just very simple um, simple methods of learning to love themselves more fully. Yeah, sometimes you know describing. The benefits um, is one thing. I just think <laughs> the best way is to get the book, keep it on your lap, and try to ingest it. And like you say, make it work for you. That's the key, right? And I think that was the the revelation that we got today was learning to apply it within. Right. You know. Now, this was great. Thank you so much, Heather. It was a great discussion. Yep, uh, we enjoyed it. We are grateful. We wish you the best. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and we will get this out as often and as many times as possible in the near future to share it with others. Thank you, Charlie and Eva. Your support means the world to me. I really enjoyed being on the show. Excellent. Thank so, you so much, Heather. Have a great night. Yep, take care. We'll speak Thank to you, you soon. You too. Okay, Bye-bye. bye. Um, it's funny, right? Um, you get in a position where you're always defending, right? But you know, she <laughs> she can dig her feet in, right, and 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 become grounded and bring it, right? right? She yeah. has the corporate background. She, you know, not uh, she has the lessons learned. Right. She has the total package, and it right. comes out in speaking with her and in the book. She's really yes. a great guest. So again, everyone, it's HeatherHands, H-A-N-S dot com. And thanks, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. 